Hallelujah. Thank you so much for being here today. If you're visiting here today, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. Those that are watching the internet, one of the things that we believe here at Abundant Living Ministries, nobody is here and nobody is watching by accident, but by divine appointment. Let God be God. Let him wow you today with his awesome power, his presence, his, his love, because God is a good God and he's always blessing his people. And if you have an attitude to receive, you'll receive the blessing of God and you'll realize, I am so glad I came to the house of the Lord. And those that are watching, if you like our page, share it, get it out there, let the word know, let people know that Jesus is Lord, he saves, heals, restores, and transforms. And we thank you for watching. Praise God. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Hallelujah. Who saved us and called us with a holy calling. I want you to understand that you're, you have been saved by, by Jesus. Before the world began, God realized he needed to send a savior and his name was Jesus. And Jesus, Jesus realized he had to die on the cross to save you. Not according to your works, but according to the purpose and grace of God. That's why we're here today. That's why we have the freedom of, 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 of life more abundantly because of Jesus. He's called you with a holy calling, not by accident. Nobody's an accident unto God. You have been given a call, a holy calling on your life. And that holy calling is, is, is to be battle ready, battle ready. That's what we're going to be talking about today, battle ready. We've been, since, since Wednesday, since Wednesday, I talked about familiarizing ourselves with God's weaponry. Last night, I talked about never dull, always sharp. Why? Because we have to be battle ready. As a born-again believer, you will face battles, whether you like it or not. I didn't say you're going to look, you're going to look for them. They're just going to come to you. I didn't say go look for a battle. No, no, no. If you're a born-again believer, if you're the church called by his name, you're going to face battles. It's a given. Jesus said we would face these things. Jesus said we'll be persecuted. Jesus said we'll have hard times. It rains on the just and the unjust. We know that. But if you're a wise man who builds his house upon the rock, you have nothing to fear of the rain, the wind, or the flood because your house will stand. And he also said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. He didn't say we, we wouldn't be persecuted. He didn't say we wouldn't face battles. But he says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Come on, give a shout unto God for that. But we have to be battle ready. We have to be battle ready. Look at your neighbor and say, are you ready? Are you ready? We have to be battle ready. When we walk out of here, we got to know what we believe in. You can't, you can't, you can't doubt what you believe in. No, you can't doubt. You can't waver. You got to have faith in God, knowing no matter what the battle is, it's already been defeated through Jesus Christ. How do I know that? Matthew chapter 28 tells me it. In Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20, it says, And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power, say it, all power, is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. 
teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's with us to the end of the world. And guess what? It ain't over yet, baby. They're still fighting us. Come on, you got some fighting you? Or are you already dead? Well, we ain't dead here at Abundant Living Ministries. We're full of life, more abundantly. I can't say that about a lot of other churches because they're a bunch of dead people. But here at Abundant Living Ministries, we embrace life. We embrace it more abundantly. I want it all. How much do you want from God today? I can't hear you, church. Oh, that means, hey, if you want it all, that means you got to heed to Matthew chapter 28. You got to heed what Jesus is saying here. Because in the WD Vines, when you do a study of what Jesus was saying here in Matthew chapter 28, he's saying that I am the one who, whose will and commands must be obeyed. When Jesus was talking about in Matthew chapter 28, all power is given to me. He's talking about, I'm the one that you need to obey, both in heaven and earth. In other words, all power comes through me. If you want to use the power of God, it comes through Jesus Christ. It ain't going to come through another way. It's going to come through Jesus. And you have to show forth your allegiance by, by your obedience to him. So if he tells you to jump, you're going to say, how high? You're not going to question how high it's going to be. You're going to say, okay, God, you told me to jump, Jesus. How high do you want me to jump? Well, Pastor, that I have limitations. That's flesh speaking. Flesh has limitations, but Jesus has no limitations. All things are possible through Christ Jesus. Nothing's impossible for God. He made everything possible through Jesus. Hallelujah. To go, when he tells us here in Matthew chapter 1, to go implies that we have been delegated. Hallelujah. The church has been delegated to use that name. What's that name? Come on, I don't hear you. And when we command according to the word using his name, there is no recourse. Hallelujah. His will, what I mean by his will, his word and commands, words spoken out, must be obeyed. So when he tells us to go, ye therefore teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded with you. It's going to happen. Say, it's going to happen. Why? Because we're obedient to Jesus. And when you're obedient to Jesus, that power is going to flow through you. Now, understand something. When that power flows through, the, through you, you're going to wake up some devils. Because remember, the devil has no power. The devils, devils look for power. They look, why? Because they have no power. You've got to realize something. When they were all in heaven, they were angelic. They had, the, they had all of God. But when they decided to turn against God, they were kicked out of heaven. They were stripped of everything, stripped of who they were. So they have nothing. The only thing that devils have is what we give them. A devil has nothing 
unless you give it to them. That's why he walks on the earth, the devil like a, like a roaring lion, look, seeking those that he can prowl on, he can jump on, he can come against. Why? Because he's powerless. And the only power he can get is what you give him. But you need to understand something. When you have that power, you are going to wake up devils. But fret not the evil one. Fret not the devils. Fret not. Why? Because they are your stepping block. You're going to step all over them. You ain't going to worry about them. You're not going to hesitate in handling them. You're not going to fear them. You know why? Because they have no power. Because when you are under the influence of the power of Jesus Christ and you go where he tells you to go and you do what he tells you to do and you say what he tells you to say, devils have to obey. Oh, they'll scream, they'll yell, they'll shout. But guess what? Rebuke them. Tell them to shut up. That's what Jesus did. Told them to be quiet. I don't need to hear you. I don't need to hear your, hear your vileness. I don't need to hear it. No, no, the world don't need to hear you. You need to hear me. Release them now. See, you need to understand who you are. And to understand who you are, you got to recognize who Jesus is. And if you don't know who Jesus is today, guess what? There's a devil out there waiting for you. How do I know that? Because without Jesus, Satan has full control. But if you have Jesus, Satan can't touch you unless you allow him. But here at Abundant Living Ministries, we ain't going to allow him. Amen? Amen? Why? Because we're battle ready. Amen. He comes at us. We got an axe. According to Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 20, we, we're God's battle axe, weapons of warfare. We're, we, we, have been, we have a mandate to crush the enemy to, into pieces. Nations and kingdoms, their devices, and whatever they use to come against the kingdom of God, we are there to crush them to pieces. We are there to crush the enemy, those that line up with the, with the enemy, those that choose the side of the enemy, we're there to crush them. And that means mama, daddy, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, grandma, neighbors, friends, co-workers. If they get in the way of the purpose, plan, and expectation of God, it is our purpose, plan, expectation of God to crush them. Not mama. If she gets in front of God, yes. I don't want to hear that. Well, guess what? I love mama, but I love God more than I love my mama. Do you? Do I want mama to go to heaven? I sure do want mama to go to heaven. But her son cannot take her to heaven. She got to get to heaven on her own. How does she do that? She got to fall on her face and cry out to God. Just like I did. But I refuse to let mama, I refuse to let family, I refuse to let anybody get in the purpose, plan, and the expectation of God. See, when you know who you are and you've been given a command... In Matthew chapter 28, to go into all the world and preach and preach and, and go into therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. In other words, you know what you're supposed to do. And when the enemy gets in your face and he will use people, places and things to get in your face, you got to recognize it's the enemy and you're going to crush the enemy. Now, what do I mean by that? You're crushing the devils. You got to break up the spirit realm. You got to break up the spirit realm. And you got to defeat the devil. And when you do that, then you can deal with the individual. You can deal with the physical side of mama. But you cannot deal with the physical side with mama till you handle the spiritual side of mama. You following me? 
See, that's when I say, you ain't going to let mama get in front of you. You ain't going to let no. You got to handle it in the spirit realm. In other words, where do you fight your battle? On your knees. You don't fight your battle right now. This is not the time to fight the battle. You should have already been ready. Wait a minute, devil. I got to go pray to Jesus first. No, 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 no. You should have done that last night. You should have did that before you came here. See, I'm already ready to pray. I'm ready, ready to cast out devils. I'm ready to do that. Why? Because I was praying last night. I don't do that when I get here. Oh, God, give me the word that you need so I can lay hands on the sick. No, I had to do that last night. I was praying last night. I was getting ready for tonight because I know there's some sick individuals in here, spiritually, physically, and financially. And the only way you're going to deal with it is that you got to crush it. How do you crush it? Jesus. Who's Jesus? He the blade. He's the blade. He's the blade. And he don't miss. Amen? So you need to understand this. We need to be battle ready. In season and out of season. Even when you're on vacation, you need to be battle ready. You never take a vacation from God. I don't care where you go. You could be on the beach. In the water. You better be battle ready. Because you never know when Jaws going to show up. Come on. I know every time y'all get in the beach, the first thing you think about is Jaws. Come on. Man of War, Jellyfish, Stingray, or your husband pinching you. Come on. You got to be ready. Let's make something clear today. While every ALMer is called, not every ALMer, ALMer is necessarily ready. You all been called, but not necessarily are you ready for this battle. The battle's coming, people, whether you like it or not. The battle is coming, and you got to choose what side are you on. Israel had to choose it with Moses. What side are you on? They had to choose it when it came to Elijah. Whose side are you on? Guess what? People ain't changed. It's just a different time, a different season, but rebellion is still rebellion. Lawlessness is still lawlessness. Lasciviousness is still lascivious. Idolatry is still idolatry. Sexual immorality is still sexual immorality. Everything they did, they are doing now. They don't hide it. It's on every station. It's in the music. It's in the theaters. It's everywhere. And it's bombarding us 24-7. It's in the language of people. When you go to work tomorrow, you're going to hear about what they've done this week. But my question is, are you going to be bold enough and talk about what you've done this week? I went to church. I used my battle axe. What do you mean battle axe? I'm glad you asked. Thank you. I crushed the enemy today. What do you mean you crushed? I crushed sin today. I crushed, I crushed alcohol today. I crushed tobacco today. I crushed drugs today. I crushed pornography today. I crushed um, wickedness today. I crushed profanity today. Why? Because I know who I am in Christ. You want me to, you want me to demonstrate? Oh, that's bold. You watch them shut up real quick. Oh, 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 I got to go to work. Oh, 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 I got to go handle an email. Oh, they don't want to listen to me. When you, get, when you change the subject and you begin to talk about God, they're going to run. Devils are going to run. Why? Because they don't want to hear the truth. Because if they hear the truth long enough, you're going to deliver them. You're going to lay hands on them. 
you're going to crush that enemy. Because that's who we are. We have to be battle ready. But are we truly ready? Because you've been called to be ready, but are you truly ready today, ALM? God's battle axe and weapons of warfare, when we call, when called, goes. It doesn't argue. It goes. God is calling ALM. You have been called to be battle ready. To fulfill this call, it's going to take allegiance. It's going to take all your allegiance. That's why we pledge our allegiance to God's word every day. We make it a lamp under our feet, a light under our path. We hide this word in our heart. Why? So we don't break rank. We don't break, we don't break our covenant with God. Because if you break covenant with God, you're going to find yourself cursed. And that's not the purpose, plan, and expectation of God for you to be cursed, but to be blessed of the Lord and highly favored. And you have to understand the importance of being battle ready. Mark chapter 16. In Mark 16, verse 15 through 20, we see Jesus speaking here to his disciples. Now, this is all before he ascends to heaven. And he says, and he said unto them, go you into all the world. What do I mean by that? The ungodly multitude. When you talk about the world, he's talking about the ungodly multitude, the whole mass of men alienated from God. Those that are hostile in the hostile regions. In other words, where there is no influence of God whatsoever. God's going to tell you to go to those places. Let me ask you something. Are you willing to do it? Are you willing to go into a hostile situation for the kingdom of God? Ask yourself that. Am I willing to do it? See, God, see, there's one thing to say it, and there's another thing to do it. And God's not going to listen to your words. God's going to look at your heart. And God's going to know if you're ready or not by your heart because your heart don't lie. See, your lips will lie all day long. Come on. Why do we lie? To take advantage? To get what we want? Don't be exposed? See, God don't look at your mouth. God looks at your heart. See, your heart is going to tell God if you're ready or not. So, you, you know, you could say, oh, I'm going to go. I'll go to a hostile area. I'll go to a hostile area. I'll go, I'll go to places that are, that, are, that are not where God's not at. Are we truly ready to go? Because when he was telling these disciples, listen to me, I'm getting ready to ascend in heaven. I'm getting ready to leave. I'm getting ready to go to the right hand of the Father. I'm going to be interceding for you. you and you're not going to be left alone. I'm going to send forth the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. But are you willing to go to hostile areas? Are you willing to go to the ungodly multitudes. Because he's telling them to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Look at that. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these things and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and they shall drink any deadly thing, and it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. See, I didn't make that up. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Hallelujah. In other words, when you do what God tells you to do, Signs and wonders are going to follow. If you believe, guess what? You're going to, miracles are going to happen. Hallelujah. How many people want a miracle? Then make it happen. Everybody wants a miracle, but we don't want to make it happen. How are you going to make it happen? You're going to go. You're going to go and preach the gospel. 
That's how you make miracles happen. You go where God tells you to go. It doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter if you don't even speak the language. You go where God tells you to go and you say what he tells you to say. What are you going to say? You're going to preach the gospel. You're going to preach, thus saith the Lord. You're not going to say, thus saith that Thomas or thus saith Pastor Diane or Pastor Francis. No, you're going to say, thus saith the Lord. Because I can't save you. I can't heal you. I can't restore you. I can't transform you. But Jesus can. You're going to preach Jesus. You're going to go wherever. And when you preach Jesus, it's not up to you to make, it's not up to you to do anything else but believe. Because if you believe, signs and wonders will follow. Amen. Signs and wonders will follow. When you lay hands on somebody, guess what? Don't doubt it. Well, maybe, maybe. No, no, no. If you have the attitude of maybe, guess what? They ain't going to get healed. No, according to the word of God, you lay hands on the sick. After you preach the gospel, somebody, they're going to get saved. They're going to get healed. They're going to get restored. They're going to get transformed. Why? Because it's in the word. And this word is forever. It, never, it will never return void. What God says will happen. And as you see at the end, after he ascended, those disciples went out and did exactly what he told them to do. And they were working with the Lord. And, and there was a confirmation. Of miracles. Now understand something. Day of Pentecost hasn't even happened yet. The day of Pentecost didn't happen. The church was not birthed yet. Why were they able to do what they were able to do? Why were they able to lay hands on the sick and the sick recover? Why were they able to do preach the gospel? Why? Jesus. Why? All power comes. Through me. Whether Jesus is on this earth or sitting at the right hand of the Father, all power comes through that name. Say it. Jesus. Come on, say it like you mean it. Jesus. There's power behind that name. And those individuals weren't even born again yet. But they did what Jesus told them to do. They were fearless. They didn't care nothing about their life. Why? Because they knew the name of Jesus would save them. And they put it to practice. They were battle ready because of that name. That's all you got to use is that name. That's all we got to use is that name. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus. Say it. Jesus. Jesus. Now it's time to see the evidence of our weapons of warfare. Signs and wonders. It's time to see it. It's time for you to see it. I know. I know some of you. Y'all are going to get so full of joy when you really truly practice this. And you do what I'm telling you to do. And all of a sudden that person really truly gets healed. Woo! You're going to go. Oh, I'm like, it's going to catch you off guard. But don't get caught off guard. Know what you believe in. Know what you believe in. Jesus. Jesus saves. Jesus heals. And when you preach the gospel, when you preach this good news, say good news. It's not bad news. It's good news. Good news. Good news. And when you preach good news, what is good news? That Jesus loves you. God loves you and he's proved it through Jesus Christ by dying on the cross for you. He, for God so loved the world that he gave 
not to condemn you, but to save you. And when you preach this good news, signs and wonders will follow. I love you, Joe. I'm glad you're here. We prayed for you last night. We'll continue to pray for you. Because, it's because of Jesus. Oh, I want you to see this. You need to be battle ready. 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 But if you don't have Jesus, you ain't ready. I don't care how much you believe, but if you don't have him in your heart, guess what? You ain't ready. If you ain't living for him, you ain't ready. If you ain't serving him, you ain't ready. If you have not submitted yourself, what I mean by submit, your whole entire self, you ain't ready. And the devil is going to chew you up and spit you out. And he's done that enough. It's time for you to start seeing the signs and wonders. And for that, you have to be battle ready. Your weapons of warfare have to be sharp. They cannot be dull. They have to be sharp. You need to familiarize yourself with your weapons. You need to know how to wield it. You need to know how to use it. Why? Because everybody's different. But the results are still miracles. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. If you study the word of God, if you go and study the word of God, who's ever studied the word of God? When you go and you study, you, you, you come across a man named Noah. God came to Noah and told him to go build an ark in Genesis chapter 6. Through his allegiance, God saved him and his family. In Genesis chapter 12, God tells Abram to go to a land that I have for you. Abram shows his allegiance and became the father of many nations. In Exodus chapter 3, God called Moses on the other side of a, of the, a mountain taking care of his father-in-law's sheep to go and free his people from Egypt. Moses showed his allegiance and Israel was free. All three have this in common. They all face the unfamiliar. Being God's battle axe may be and sound unfamiliar. Noah didn't know what an ark was. He had no clue why it never rained before. A, 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 a boat that magnitude of how big it was. They never, nobody had that. But guess what? He built it. They made fun of him. They laughed at him till the earth opened up. And it began to rain. Abraham was 75 years of age, living good, retired, retired. Had a beautiful wife named, named Sarai. She was barren, but she was still beautiful. Ask Pharaoh. Out of all those women he saw at that gate, Sarai stood out. She was beautiful at her ripe age. But they were retired. I know you, don't, you retirees don't want to hear this. I have worked all my life for the world. But now it's time for God, Liza. All you retirees, you professors that have retired, you ain't retired till August. So you're still a professor. If they call you tomorrow, would you go? I don't think so. She's already tired in her mind. 
But you ain't retired in the kingdom, Francilla. You ain't retired. Listen to me. God spoke to him and said, hey, pick up your stuff. Let's go. I got a place for you. You ain't never seen, never heard of before. But I'm going to make you a father of many nations. Moses chapter 3. Yeah, I mean, Moses chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. You have Moses on the other side of the earth. He fleed Egypt. Why? Because, you know, he was brought up in Egypt. He killed, the, he killed the, um, an Egyptian and he ran. He was on the other side of the earth, you know, having kids with his wife, Zephora. Living good. Then God spoke to him and said, hey, guess what? I need you to go free my people. It was all unfamiliar with them. See, God, being by God's battle axe may seem unfamiliar, but guess what? God still called you his battle axe, his weapons of warfare. Just show forth your allegiance. Did Moses know what to do? No. Matter of fact, he argued with God. He come up with every excuse. It didn't work. He said, I called you. I mean, it had to take a burning bush. You know, it had to take a burning bush to open his eyes. But guess what? Coming up with excuse after excuse ain't going to work. Show forth your allegiance. I know it may be unfamiliar when you talk about battle axes and swords and things like that. No, nobody talks about that. They all talk about the love of God and the, you know, the bomb of Gilead and, you know, you know, and, and, you know, God coddling you and all that. Then you come to this church and battle axe. Whoa. It's like, what kind of church am I in? The church of the now. Because we have coddled and rubbed the bomb of Gilead over on a how many peoples and they're still stuck in sin. No more. It's time to pull out the weaponry. Because these weaponry has signs and wonders that follow. It may sound from unfamiliar, but don't fear it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 8 says, Trust in the Lord. Have confidence. That word trust means to have confidence in the Lord with all thine heart. Have confidence in God. God knows what he is doing. There's a reason why he's called you out. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge. In other words, recognize him. And he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And ye shall be the heath to thy, and, and, and it, it shall be a heath to thy navel. And marrow, health, I'm sorry, health. I'm reading in another word, my bad. It shall be health to thy, to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. I want you to see this right here. How profound is this? Because you may be in an unfamiliar place with God right now, but fear not. Trust him. These men that God called, these women that God called throughout the word of God, God put them in unfamiliar places. But listen to me, because God put them in an unfamiliar place doesn't mean God forsake them, forsook them. He is with them. Why? Because God sees what needs to be done. 
You may not see it, but God sees it. See, Abraham did not see everything that God saw. He saw a father of many nations. He saw a nation to himself, which is Israel. Still today, they don't see it. They don't see it. They see, you know, they talk about it, but they truly don't understand how powerful who they really are. Why? Because they forsake the very thing that makes them who they really are, Jesus. All they do is hang on to the old, and because they hang on to the old, they don't see the new. They don't see what God has purposed for them. They're hated. For why? They will always be hated because, you know, God said that would happen. They will always be hated. But when God puts you in an unfamiliar place, fear not the unfamiliar. Put your trust in him. Don't try to figure it out because you will not figure it out. Noah could not, when God says, I want you to build me an ark. Noah's never even heard of the word called ark. What's an ark? What's an ark? I can't wait. Someday I'll go to Kentucky and see it. Because you know that's where the ark is. That's where it, after they fit. They didn't, it wasn't over there. He landed in Kentucky. You ever been there? It's a big old giant ark there. I swear, that's where Moses came. I mean, Moses, Noah came out in Kentucky. It's a big old giant ark there. Google it right now. I know some of you are already Googling it. Good there. It's right there. An ark in, 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 in Kentucky. Go see it. It's there. It's still there. Anyway, Noah had no clue what an ark was. Didn't even know how to start. Then all of a sudden, God began to reveal the, the dimensions, how much wood, how much this, how much that, how much all this. Then after he started building, how to keep it together, how to, how to fasten it together, how to make the levels and how, how to, I mean, it's amazing because when you think about it, every two of every kind of animal filled that ark plus his family. So my question is, how did they feed them? How did they do this? How did they take care of the waste? How did God show them how to do everything? The filtration system. Because remember, there was only a little tiny window. So imagine that. Where did they, how did the air come in with only a little tiny window? Because remember, God shut the door. So there was only a little window because we know that because that's how Moses let the bird out. Let the birds out. Not Moses, Noah. Thank you. I don't know why I get those two messed up. I do that all the time. But that's only what, I mean, so God showed him how to, I'm like, and it all started with him in the unfamiliar. So don't be afraid of the unfamiliar when God says, you're my battle axe. You're my weapon of warfare. It's your job to seek, okay, God, you called me to be your battle axe. You called me to be your weapons of warfare. Now reveal to me what I'm supposed to do. How am I supposed to do it? Where am I supposed to go? What, what, how, how am I? I'm, ne I'm never held a weapon in my life. You may be here today. I've never held a weapon in my life. But guess what? Because it's unfamiliar. You're afraid of it. Don't be afraid. Why? Because that weapon of warfare has power. And it's going to bring forth signs and wonders. But 
That's why God gives you his word to study it, to read it, to study it, to pray it. What are you doing? You're, you're, you're learning how to trust God. Okay, God, you called me. You, get, you told me who I am. Now I'm going to put my trust in you. I'm, I'm in all that ways. I'm going to acknowledge you. I'm going to acknowledge you. Okay, God, you call. I didn't call me to do this. You called me to do this. Now you got to show me how to do this. You got to show me what to do. You got to direct my path. I'm not going just anywhere, walking around with a giant sword on the bat on the side, on you know, a big old battle axe. I'm not going to walk the earth with a big old battle axe. People are going to look at me strange and they're going to call the police. As I, I mean, I mentioned this a long time ago. God told Isaiah to walk around naked for three years. That's unfamiliar. Guess what, Milton? You're going to walk around the earth, no clothes on. That's a sight to be seen. Oh, and I'm like, there goes Milton walking down University Drive. Flaunting. Why did, why did God told Isaiah to do that? Because it was a reproach against Israel. They, they were fornicating themselves with the world. And he used Isaiah as an example to walk the earth naked. Think about that. That's unfamiliar. But Isaiah did it. Same goes with Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1. As a little boy, God called Jeremiah out. It was unfamiliar. What do you mean? God, I'm just a little boy. Don't say that. I'm a, and God said, he reached out and put his, he put the words in his mouth. He touched his mouth. God touched his mouth and put the words in his mouth. It was unfamiliar to him because he was a young age. But he says, uh-uh, I, call, I knew you while you were being formed. In other words, I destined you way before you were even thought of. I knew according to the purpose plan and my purpose and grace, not according to your words, but according to me before the world began. Guess what? I called you. It was unfamiliar. But what did Jeremiah do? He was the prophet to Israel. He rebuked Israel. He rebuked Israel. He told them this was happening. This was going to happen. It was unfamiliar. But as he stepped in his obedience and showed forth his allegiance to God, the words began to come out of him. He was God's battle axe against Israel, against Judah, against Jerusalem, against the kings. And everything he said happened. You are no different. Whether you're young or old, because Noah was 500 years old. He was retired. If that ain't retired, I don't know what 500 years old. I'm like, you're not retired. So whether you're young or old, it doesn't matter. It may seem unfamiliar, but put your trust in God. Don't lean on your own understanding. Put your trust in God because he's going to show you what to do. He'll speak to you. He'll, he'll, he'll lay it out before you. He will, he will show you that. He, to the point where he will surround the right people to be with you. He will surround the right people to be with you that are not unequally yoked, but he will surround the people that are vision-minded just to you to work with you. That's what he did with the apostles. He sent other people to help them. And they went out and worked as teams. Jesus sent the, the 12 out. He sent the 70 out. He sent them out by teams. Why? Because he knew they two is better than one. You are never alone. Just put your trust in God. 
Our allegiance to God's word will supply us. Will supply us with all the tools to do what God requires. He gave them wisdom. He gave Noah wisdom and understanding to build. He gave Abraham the strength to endure. He gave Moses a rod and his brother to speak. He gave him a rod and his brother to speak. God has already supplied everything for you. Just show him your allegiance and be battle ready. Just show forth your allegiance to God and be battle ready. Be battle ready. Because whether we like it or not, a fight's coming. A fight's coming. It's already been predicted in the word. It's already been predicted. A fight's coming whether you like it or not. A fight's coming. And you got to know who you are. You cannot get caught up with what's going on. You got to stand for righteousness. You got to stand for holiness. You got to you got to be sanctified. You got to be the church because the world does not have an answer. Governments do not have an answer because they're going to try to do everything that they think they're able to do and it's not going to work. It's not. It's not going to work. Only Jesus will. And we have to be ready. Amen. Stand to our feet. If you have your communion, take your communion out. Hallelujah. Ask yourself with this before you take communion, am I right with God? Apostle Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians that when you take communion, you have to be right with God. You have to be worthy. You have to be worthy to take communion. Are you worthy to take this communion that you hold in your hands? Because it represents power. It represents what our Savior, Jesus Christ, has done for us. And the Apostle Paul was very clear in people taking communion. Right now there's a fight going on in politics. Can they take it or can they not? Well, the Word of God says if they're not worthy... You cannot take it because if you're not worthy, you're unworthy. And if you take communion unworthy, you are cursed. That's in the word of God. And I commend all these ministers and these priests these, that are standing for the word of God. And they're standing by the word of God and they're being excommunicated. They're being cut out. They're being kicked out. Because they, they refuse to give communion to people that are unworthy. All they're doing is following the word of God. And they're being persecuted by religion. Because this is not religion. And what we hold in our hands. It is not a ritual. It is our statement of faith. And what our Savior Jesus Christ has done. And what all we're doing is acting out of obedience to the word of God when Jesus said, do this in the remembrance of me. And we're acting out of obedience. And when you act out of obedience, you're going to eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. So if you're not worthy right now, right where you're at, and say, Father, forgive me of my sins. Lord, make me worthy. 
I recognize Jesus died on the cross for me. I recognize that he died. I recognize that he rose again. I recognize that he shed his blood to wash away my sins. And I embrace that truth today. I embrace Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I repent for not being worthy. Holy Spirit, transform me now to receive this communion. Bring forth that blessing upon my life in Jesus' name. If you weren't worthy and you said that, you can take communion now. Why? Because you're no longer separated from God. You've been made right through Jesus Christ. This bread that we hold in our hands represents the body of Christ. It tells us he bore every sickness and every disease. By his stripes, we are healed. Sickness, disease has been defeated by Jesus allowing himself to be broken. We are protected. And we command this physical body to line up in what our Savior, Jesus Christ, has done. We command it to be made whole in Jesus' name. We command the evidence of what our Savior has done by the breaking of his body. We command the evidence upon our physical bodies to be made whole. We thank you, Lord, for the good report that will be given over our physical body because of Jesus. We do this now by faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the evidence right now. Thank you, Lord, for the evidence of a healthy body. Every organ healthy. Our immune system. Our circulatory system. Our blood. Our senses. We will not lack because you have made us whole. Jesus. And we say thank you. The cup represents the blood of Christ. We are no longer separated from God because his blood washed our sins away. We have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We can come boldly to the throne of grace. We don't, the veil has been ripped, has been removed. We can look God face to face because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We have been redeemed. We are no longer guilty of sin. We are no longer condemned of sin. And as we take this cup, we boldly say we are sin free. We are debt free. We are hell free and heaven bound in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord, for the evidence that we know that we know that we know. Our sins have been washed away. That we are no longer bound. We are no longer guilty. But we are free. We are free. From all sin. Grant us the opportunity to be this testimony today. 
Grant us the opportunity, Lord, to be a witness of what our Savior has done for us to the physical side of the body and to the spiritual side of the body, Lord. Grant us that opportunity to be a witness and a testimony. For God, we know there is people out there that are bound by the devil that only Jesus and what he has done on the cross can set them free. Use us today, Lord, to be your battle axe, to break into pieces the enemy. We will not walk by fear, but we will walk by faith. And we will use our faith in, in Jesus. And we thank you, God, for the signs and wonders. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, give God glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you were a person here today and you said, you know what, God, I want to be worthy. And you, made, and you asked God to come in your heart. Let us know, please. Let us know if that was you. If you even if you rededicated your life, let us know so we can glorify God with you. We can glorify God with you because it's a big deal when you get right with God. It's a big deal. Heaven rejoice and so does the church. So if you're here today as you were taking me and you got right with God, let us know. Let us know so we can glorify God with you. Because we want to talk to you if you allow us. You may need some prayer. You may need something, you may need something from God. Let us know so we can come in agreement with you. Because God is a good God. And he wants you complete. And it starts with Jesus. And you build from that. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to invest in this vision. This vision, as you have heard me say quite a lot today, and you will hear me say quite a lot throughout the days to come, Jesus saves, heals, restores, and transforms. That is why we invest into